This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. My guest today, Dr. David Murphy, the Dean of the School of Behavioral and Social Sciences for the College of Adult and Graduate Studies at Colorado Christian University, 25 years in the Air Force, flying with night vision in Alaska under the Aurora Borealis. Isn't that just amazing description? You missed him discussing that. We talked about what it was like to fly that, and then, of course, he ran missions in the Middle East as well. All right, so... David, I, I, as I mentioned, I saw the video that the IDF did of uh, body cam from Hamas attacks on October 7th. And in that video, they also show audio recordings of terrorists using WhatsApp to call their family members back. And they, they are celebrating the death that they have brought to innocent Jews. I mean, and the parent, I think it was equally heartbreaking is the parents back in Palestine honoring that. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you for doing that. You've brought great honor to your family. I mean, it, you see in that video that this is a civilizational battle. This isn't just, I, I, I'm angry at the way you've treated our people. We're going to respond. It is, we want you wiped off the face of the earth. So I think people are coming to terms with the fact that the two-state solution isn't viable because there's one of those parties has no interest in allowing the other party to remain a state. So then what happens to Palestine? What happens to the Palestinians if there's not a two-state solution? Yeah, that is the uh, most difficult question to answer, of course. Um, no one can come up with an easy answer to that. I do believe that the Muslim world needs to step up and help with that. We have some countries like Bahrain and UAE that uh, are more Western-oriented. You have Saudi Arabia that is more Western-oriented that they can than they can let on. And of course, has worked with us for years. We had uh, Saudi Arabian students at our Ed Shepard Air Force Base when we were there. They've long cooperated with us. Um, I was deployed to Saudi Arabia. They, uh, of course, can work with us with the right person. They actually were working well with Trump, although they weren't necessarily part of the Abraham Accords because they hold a unique place in the Middle East, as you can imagine. They're definitely someone we can work with. And then the role of Qatar is an interesting one. That's worth a whole discussion in and of its own, especially with, with what's been going on with Qatar in the current uh, in the current crisis since the October 7th attacks. Well, let's dive into that. Uh, so what is the role of Qatar in this? I, I didn't know anything about this until your, your recent op-ed. So give us yeah. some insight. Qatar's an interesting place. So when I was there in the story I told you about earlier, um, one night we were coming back. Uh, it had been a long mission. We were exhausted. The weather at, at the place we were stationed went bad as we got close to it, and we couldn't land there, so we had to divert to Qatar. So I actually landed there um, when we first started using Al-Hudid Air Base. So they started using that in 2001, right after the attacks. So I was one of the kind of the first lucky recipients of 
Qatari uh, aid to the West, I guess, is the easiest way to explain that. Over the years, that base grew exponentially. Mm. And although I never went back there for an assignment, almost all my friends in my uh, two and a half decades of Air Force service spent some time at Al-Udeed. We call it the deed. And so many that have served in the Air Force, many of your listeners will know very well what that base entails. Fast forward to 2024, early 2024. Keep in mind, this is after the October 7th attacks, when you have a lot of the Islamic world that's kind of jumping on the Hamas bandwagon, or at least uh, at least in speech, jumping on the Hamas bandwagon. What happens in Qatar? They renew our lease for another decade for that airbase. It's the biggest airbase wow. in the Middle East. And it all happens very quietly and under the radar. But on the other hand, they are hosting the Hamas leadership in Doha. So those guys have been rightfully pilloried for living at lives of luxury while they condemn their fighters and wow. their citizens to you know what they're condemning to in the in the Israeli offensive so Qatar has long played both sides of the table okay so they've 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 tried to work east against west now that can be really useful when you're in a situation like we are right now and you need to talk to the enemy frankly but it can be dangerous it can be dangerous for those working with them and it can be dangerous for them in the long run so it'll be very interesting to see the continued role that the doha government plays in trying to solve this problem in the middle east these leaders of hamas are living in qatar in like five-star hotels Mean and directing the war that's taking place in Palestine? They are. A lot of the UN money that's been diverted to the Hamas authorities, of course, has been, as one would expect, used for nefarious purposes like enriching them mm. and, of course, a tunnel system like one we've never seen before in the annals of warfare. I guess maybe Okinawa and Japan during World War II is the closest we got to it. But even this one makes the tunnel system in Okinawa pale in comparison. And this money has been diverted to just live on large on the large while the people in Gaza you know are suffering for their political cause now having said that getting back to your original problem mm -hmm. the people in Gaza have been brainwashed and what a lot of people don't realize is that when the the fighters went across on October 7th civilians followed them into Israel and committed some or the it, it committed and encouraged some of the atrocities mm -hmm. there. There was just a story a couple weeks ago where a um, person had been beheaded in Israel and the head had come back out into Gaza with a civilian, ended up in someone's shop in Gaza. So this hate for Israelis is not just confined to the to the people that are living in Doha, far away from the front lines. It really is populace-wide, and that is a very, very difficult problem to deal with. There is no easy answers except to potentially engage some of these other governments that frankly don't want to see the problems that Hamas are bringing to the Middle East either, right? Yeah. They all have 
countries they're trying to build. Of course, the UAE, Doha is a beautiful city. Dubai is a beautiful city, of course, trying to become a world leader in the financial industry and just uh, trying to become a, a leader in the Muslim world. They don't want these problems, but on the other hand, they can't necessarily vocally condemn Hamas because of just the view of Israel in, in the Middle East. Talking with Dr. David Murphy, Dean of the School of Behavioral and Social Sciences at Colorado Christian University. So I, I've seen pictures of the border crossing between Palestine and Egypt, and it's nothing that Joe Biden would stand for in this country. I mean, the Egyptians, <laughs> as you were saying, uh, don't want the Palestinians. So those Muslim countries aren't stepping up to take them. Israel can't just continue to allow these people, especially after October 7th, to live anywhere near them, right? You, you've got to create a big – so is there a DMZ that you create, a demilitarized zone with just a ton of mines? Or do you just go all the way in and all of a sudden now what used to be uh, Palestine and Gaza is now just fully part of Israel? I think um, what the most realistic scenario long run would be is some kind of UN authority in there that's not corrupt. Oh, my God. Which yeah. is going to be almost <laughs> impossible to pull right. off. <laughs> no, I mean, I, David, I sat at the United Nations. I used to represent persecuted Christians at the United Nations through an organization called Open Doors. So I went to the UNHCR, which is in Geneva. And they spent the entire day at the UN Human Rights Council getting up one country after the other, including North Korea, to bash Israel on human rights issues. North yes. Korea got up yeah. to lecture Israel. It was so anti-Semitic, I felt like I had to take a shower afterwards. It was disgusting. Yes. The UN can't do anything without being corrupt. They're incredibly corrupt. That is very true, and in, incredibly anti-Israel as well, of course. Yeah. Infamously, South Africa just <laughs> sued them in front of the criminal court over so-called um, you know, human Jeez, rights abuses. Dude. I just want to talk uh, quickly on, on that point. Israel is conducting this war definitely in accord with the Geneva Conventions. They're actually going overboard on what the requirements of the Geneva Conventions are. They should be lauded for the way they have been handling it. But Israel is not going to let a government like that come back into place. And yes, there will be eventually a DMZ there. Uh, Netanyahu and his, his team has already talked about that. I think specifically they talked about a wall 30 feet down and 30 feet up, how nice that would be to have on our own border. But um, they and there is a robust border between Gaza and Egypt, you are correct. And Egypt has absolutely refused to take Gazan refugees. And there's a reason they've refused to do them because of or take them because it's these brain this brainwashing. So yes, this is a worldwide problem. But the problem can't be a two state solution. The problem has to be to deal with the heart of the matter and the, that is going to be very difficult to do it's probably the un would be hard pressed to do it i don't disagree with that we talking with uh, dr david murphy dean of the school of behavioral and social sciences at colorado christian university all about the middle east we're going to continue this conversation but we're up against a commercial break we'll be right back after these messages 